It's time for the Child Safe program on RX Radio. We'll be chatting to Child Safe SA to find the best ways to keep ourselves safe in every situation. So stay tuned and learn something new right here on RX Radio by and for children. Hello, listeners. My name is Emily, and you're tuned into the Child Safe program. RX Radio has a partnership with Child Safe where we chat with them about the best ways to keep us safe in all areas of life. We will be chatting today on the Child Safe program about poisoning and we will be talking to Chetsa Mujeni. Welcome to the show, Chetsa. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, thanks for having me, Emily, today. I am well, thank you, and yourself? I'm good, thank you. What is poisoning and what are the main ways of getting exposed to poison? Poison or poisoning is when any substance is absorbed in the human body and it can be absorbed in different ways, which was probably worth mentioning that there are different ways that one person can actually get poisoned. So the, the substance will get through the body either by swallowing, um, whether you drink something or you eat something, or it could be through your eyes, or it could be via the skin where something is poured on your skin, or it could be something that you smell um, that is poisonous. And then lastly, it could be through stings and bites. Those are the ways that one can get um, poisoning through. How do children get poisoned in the home? So children get poisoned in different ways. So we could start with the kitchen area, for instance, where um, normally under the sink you find that um, mothers and caregivers keep our bleach, our detergents or other household products and the baby can get hold of that material and try and drink that. And then when we move to the bedroom section, you find that we keep our um, medicine or our cosmetics and um, during COVID we had hand sanitizers floating around the home so you would find that kids would drink those sorts of things. So medicines in the bedroom as well as handbags. You know, mommy's handbags will have all sorts of things, either the, the medication or contraceptives. So that's also another place where kids can get exposed to poisoning. And then when we move outside in the garage area, we could find our paraffin or um, brying stuff like our fire lighters, any other um, liquid stuff that is used to start up fires or antifreeze or oil for the car engines, those sorts of things kids can get hold of and can get poisoned through. Can you please tell us about the five main types of poisoning? The different types of poisoning, we've got medicines which I've spoken about. So these are medicines that will be in the bedroom or anywhere in the house where they are lying around. So it's important that um, everyone in the house stores medicines far away from kids and that if there's any medicines that are in the house that you've stopped using, that your mommy and daddy should get rid of and they mustn't put it in the normal bin, they can take it to the pharmacy where they can dispose of it quite nicely. So we've got our medicines, that's the one category. And then the second one, we've got our plants. It's important that um, little ones are taught at a very early age not to touch or to eat any plants or any flowers and fruits and berries because those could be very dangerous. And then we also have paraffin. Uh, people use paraffin uh, in our communities and the danger with that is that when we buy paraffin, mothers and caregivers normally get it um, sold in cock bottles. So when they get home, 
the little ones still think they can identify the bottle and assume that it's still a cool drink. If it doesn't have a safety cap, the kids will be able to get hold of it and drink it. So that's the third one. And then the fourth one is our pesticides. So pesticides are things like our red poison, which are normally pellets. If you buy the ones in the streets, they are not packaged properly. And mothers and caregivers would normally scatter them in the, in the house during the night to try and kill um, whatever pesticides, normally rats in Cape Town, we've got an issue with rats. But now when a child wakes up early in the morning and mommy or the caregiver hasn't gotten enough time to scoop them and sweep them out of the area, a crawling child can get to those pellets which are very attractive. The colors are normally bright pink or a bright red and they can actually put those in their mouths. So it's good to know that parents, or it's good for parents to make sure that they clean up before um, the kids can get hold of them. And then we have um, chemicals, that's the last one, which are the cleaning products and the batteries and petrol. So we always encourage parents and caregivers to store those high up where the kids cannot um, reach. So Chetza, what are the usual symptoms of poisoning? So with poisoning, what we see, and I, I need to state that I'm not the medical professions, but the, the normal ones would be drowsiness, and where the child is feeling very drowsy, or sometimes the child can feel nauseous, nausea is one of the signs, and um, vomiting. Those are the obvious ways that we know, but the medical professions would be able to shed more light on, on, on other symptoms that I may not be aware of. What should someone do if a child is poisoned? So what I would like to encourage the mummies and the parents and the daddies out there is that when a child ingests anything, the misconception is that we should try and force the child to vomit or drink all sorts of things. But the golden rule, the take-home message that I want you guys to be aware of is that just call the poison information um, helpline and they are able to ask you what it is that the child has taken and then they can give you the recommended substance to give because not all things work to reduce the poisoning. And I can give an example where we have a drain uh, cleaner, the caustic soda, one child drank that and then the nanny gave the child water. But water is actually an activating agent and causes the corrosiveness and it activates the acid. So if a child has eaten those crystals and you give them water, then it does more damage. So to all the mummies out there is do not give anything. If you suspect your child has drank something, just call the poison center on 0861-555-777 and they will be able to guide you on what you need to do. Alternate, and then while you've called them, or if you can't, just get to the nearest clinic or hospital to seek medical attention. What advice do you have for parents or caregivers about preventing children from being poisoned? Uh, a key thing is that parents need to actively supervise kids at all times to watch where the child is. But then at the same time, it's important with everything that I've mentioned, 
for example, let's talk about the handbags that mommy and daddy normally, well, mommies will normally have goodies. The handbag is associated with goodies because when she comes home, she has sweets, she has chocolates. But then in that very same handbag, she's got her contraceptive pills, she's got her panado, she's got other tablets. So when she comes home and she puts that bag aside, the little one will just identify that handbag as something with goodness in it. So whatever they find, they'll put in their mouths. So the handbag, it's important that you do not keep any medication in your handbags. And very importantly, um, mothers need to read medication before administering so that they give the right dosage to the age of the child and not just to assume that it's two teaspoons or one and a half teaspoons because that an offer an, an overdose of medication is another form of poisoning so they need to read them the, the medicine um, labels correctly and on the issue of medicines again it's important to encourage our communities not to share medication because sometimes not all medication will be suitable for your child even though they might have the same symptoms like now it's winter time kids will have colds and runny nose and it's easy for someone to say no my child had that two weeks ago you can take this get proper advice and get the medication that's right for your child and then very importantly like I've mentioned with paraffin that please have a safety cap on the bottle if you're going to use a cock bottle because that safety cap um, limits the child from opening accessing that paraffin because paraffin is a clear liquid and children will sometimes mistakenly take it as water and they can drink it and not only water but because it look is it's in a cool drink bottle they also think that it's a cool drink and would want to drink that so safety caps are important for paraffin and our plants like i've mentioned teach kids not to be touching and eating any plants outside so we need to be extra vigilant and all our cleaning products keep them high up where the child cannot reach or if you want to keep them under the sink like i've said please have safety locks on those um, cupboards make sure it can be locked or just throw it high up where the child cannot reach. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Very importantly, I want to emphasize because another thing that parents might be thinking about is why would a child drink paraffin and not spit it out? And the reason is that um, children below the age of four, their sense of smell and taste hasn't fully developed. And because of that, they will drink and eat everything and anything. That's why a child will eat 30 tablets or drink half a bottle or half a cup of bleach and you wonder why. So because they're still developing, it's not their fault. Everything tastes the same. So it's up to the um, parents or the caregivers to be responsible enough to make sure that those things are not within close proximity or accessible to the child so that we can prevent any accidents from happening. Just be extra vigilant and make sure that all those poisonous material is out of reach of, of our children in the home. Should you need any information on how to prevent um, poisoning or any other information, you're welcome to visit our website, which is on www.childsafe.org.za. Or if you're at Red Cross Children's Hospital, you are welcome to look on the signs at the board within the hospital premises. It will direct you to where our offices are and you can get resources that you can actually use. Or alternatively, you can call us on 021-685-5208.
thank you so much for joining us in studio today, Chetsa. I really enjoyed the interview. Thank you so much for having me this afternoon, Emily. And hopefully we've all learned something new and we should pass the message around to everyone so that we are all safe, the community is safe, and no one comes to Red Cross or any other uh, medical facility due to poisoning. Tune in to the Child Safe program on RX Radio, where we chat to Child Safe SA about the best ways of keeping us safe in every situation. Catch this educational show every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 3.30, right here on RX Radio, by and for children.